Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Now, I don't intend to do podcasts about the Santa Cruz Warriors G League team, but I wanted to do this one because it was the first G League game in the Orlando bubble, the the gubble, I think they called it. And this was against the G League Ignite team, the team that is training, practicing, was supposed to play in Walnut Creek, California, and features a couple interesting guys, Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga. I definitely had been wanting to see these guys play for a long time, and I got to be honest, I was impressed for the most part. And how often is there a game like this where you get to see a couple prospects play against a couple of the Warriors' young guys? So let's get into it. The reason why I'm interested in Jalen Green and Jonathan Kaminga is because, of course, the Warriors have the Minnesota Timberwolves 2021 first round pick unless it falls in the top three. So the top three, for the most part, is probably going to be Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley, and maybe Jalen Suggs, Kaminga, or Green. Who knows? It all really depends. But those first two guys are probably going to be one and two at this point. And we've had a chance to see them play in college. There's highlights on YouTube and whatnot. But, you know, I was curious to see this G League Ignite team play against professionals. So if one of these guys, Jalen Green or Jonathan Kaminga, ends up on the Warriors, if the Warriors get the fourth or fifth pick and one of these guys is still on the board, I'll be honest, I'll be pretty ecstatic. But I will say, Jonathan Kaminga is the guy that I'm circling. He's the guy that I want for the Warriors. He's 6'8", he's young, he's skinny, but you can tell he is going to be really, really good. He can go right, he can go left. His frame, he definitely has like one of those frames where he's skinny now. I mean, he's still pretty muscular, but once he puts on muscle, he's going to be pretty thick. I mean, he kind of has like a Kawhi build or even more recently a Patrick Williams type build, the Florida State guy who got picked number four in the 2020 draft by the Chicago Bulls. I like that guy. So I think Kaminga can definitely improve. Jalen Green, he had a rough game. He didn't shoot that well. He's way skinnier and he didn't really show too much from the outside in terms of his shot. He hit a three. His release point is a little low, Um, But once he got out in the open court, you could tell he has a lot of athleticism. The dude can fly and he has good body control. On that note, Kaminga, he hit green on a fast break with a pretty nice bounce pass from just past half court before half court. And I was like, okay, he can do that too. I prefer him obviously, because if you get a six, eight wing who could probably, I'm guessing guard two, three, and four, and potentially down the road, maybe he could guard a one, maybe he could guard a five in a real small ball lineup. And if he can play three or four, he can back up Wiggins, he could back up Draymond, he could give more size than Draymond, and he has a pretty well-rounded game. Now, Jordan Poole played Kaminga, they guarded each other a lot, and Jonathan Kaminga is already better than Jordan Poole, and that I know that's not like saying like, oh, Jordan Poole is like this great player, but you know, the guy's played in the league for uh, a year and a third or a year and a quarter or whatever it's been. And he's an NBA player for now, but he was thoroughly like 
bigger, more physical. And at the end of the game, he swatted Jordan Poole's layup so bad, I was like, oh, damn. Like, that was pretty embarrassing. You just got swatted by a teenager. (laughs) Yeah, he's somebody to keep an eye out on. I'll be honest, like, just on pure size and athleticism, I mean, I don't even know if Kaminga will be there after number three. Suggs, he's a little smaller, 6'4", he's a great player. But there might be a team that just says, hey, I want a, I want a wing, a versatile wing with crazy athleticism. And I wouldn't be surprised if Kaminga goes three. And then if the Warriors get the Wolves pick at four or five, it's between Green and Suggs, two of the Jalens in this draft. Nico Mannion, he did a pretty good job guarding Jalen Green. He proved to me, Nico Mannion did, what I've been saying <laughs> for the whole season. Like, the kid knows how to play point guard. I mean, yes, he had a bunch of turnovers. He shot like trash. I mean, it was the the whole game was like Brick City so much for the Santa Cruz C dubs. It was it was like painful to see them clanking three pointers nonstop. But in terms of his confidence, running a team, making the right play, hitting passes. I mean, it wasn't anything phenomenal per se, but he looked like he knew what he was doing. He looked like he was in command. Jordan Poole, I think he scored the most points in the game. Uh, but I'll be honest, it's only because he was shooting volume and I don't think he really showed anything different, right? Like the dude just isn't great at anything. He's not a knockdown three-point shooter. He's not the best ball handler and his drives to the basket, man, like he's, he has to be crafty because he doesn't have explosive athleticism and he's just not there yet. You know, like, you know how Steph is super crafty and he has all these moves and with his size and lesser athleticism, he can do so much. It looks like Jordan Poole can try to do that, but he's not even anywhere close. Like he would drive in, try to pump fake, do moves, etc. You know, fadeaways, floaters, hanging, whatever, turnarounds. And it just didn't look smooth. He doesn't look like he has a great feel for the game. And the fact that Kaminga looked so much better than him, in general, forget the stat line of who scored more points or whatever. Poole just looked like a G-leaguer. And you know how Poole was drafted as a shooting guard, a three-point specialist, and then they wanted to kind of convert him maybe into a backup ball handler, a point guard, because he played that in high school. I mean, I'll take Nico Mannion in a heartbeat over Jordan Poole as a backup point guard. Mannion might be a little worse of a shooter right now than Jordan Poole in terms of consistency, but... I think he could do a lot more. He could bring a lot more value to the Golden State Warriors, to the big league squad, than Poole ever would. And to be honest, I think Poole's role is pretty much being filled by Juan Toscano-Anderson. He can play bigger players, and he can't really run point, but he can bring up the ball. He can initiate the offense a little bit. Out of those four dudes, I mean, I would say Kaminga, Green, Mannion, all those guys showed like a pretty decent feel for the game. Poole... Not so much. And yes, I've been down on pool for a while. I have in the past called him the equivalent of Jacob Evans, but on offense. As much as I want the guy to succeed, he just hasn't shown that he is great at anything. Like he's not better at one skill than anyone else currently on the Golden State Warriors roster. He's not a better shooter than Michael Mulder. He's not a better all-around utility guy than Juan Toscano-Anderson. 
And pretty soon, I mean, in my book, Nico Mannion has already passed him up as a future backup point guard. The only thing he has on Mannion is maybe like an inch or two of height. You're listening to the Oakland Warriors podcast. Do you know Oakland Warriors is a website too? OaklandWarriors.com offers a collection of Warriors t-shirts that are comfy, classy, and cool. Fit for a real Warriors fan like you. Forget basic tees and boring designs. With Oakland Warriors, you can show your team pride with those in the know. I have a shirt from OaklandWarriors.com. It's comfy and soft, and it reps the dubs in a low-key, fun way. Don't believe me? Check out OaklandWarriors.com and use the code PODCAST at checkout for a 10% discount. Now, Jeremy Lin was also in this game, and he looked okay. I mean, I would be curious to see him play on the big league squad or any NBA team. He couldn't really get to the basket. Like, he would get past his guy and then run into a big man and try to pump fake or do, like, a spin fadeaway, and it didn't really work. People didn't bite on it, so I'm sure he's lost his step, but... You know, maybe he could help out in other ways. Maybe he could be a decent shooter somehow. I mean, his shot was pretty inconsistent as well. But is he better than Brad Wanamaker? Yeah. Yeah. You tell me. And then Jared Jack. You know, I would hear noise and news about the G League Ignite team. And I would hear Jared Jack's name. And I'll be honest, I thought he was like one of the coaches. Just in passing, I would hear his name and be like, Oh, okay, Brian Shaw, Jared Jack. But then he comes out on the court and he drills a three. I mean, I did not know he was trying to get back into the league. I think he's good enough. I mean, some teams should sign him. He was draining shots all over the court, barely touching rim. So if you want like a backup point guard there too, some guy who can also like hit a shot, I don't know why someone wouldn't pick up Jared Jack. He can't be that expensive. I had been looking forward to this game for a while. And there were a lot of just like chuckers, especially on the Santa Cruz squad, people just getting up shots. I know that Nico Mannion and Jordan Poole, like their goal, the coach's goal, the organization's goal is for them to get as much run and put up as many shots as possible. I hope Alan Smilagich can get into a game soon. That guy is seemingly hanging on by a thread in terms of the media in the Bay Area and especially the Warriors fan base. I mean, he has to show something or else like people are just... They want blood, man. Anyway, again, I would be happy with either Kaminga or Jalen Green, but Jonathan Kaminga, I think, out of the people who the Warriors could realistically get if they get the Wolves pick, he would be a game changer growing as a player next to James Wiseman. He'd be nasty. Jalen Green, he would be great. He'd be a backup two guard and everything. Um, I would need to see more of his game because he didn't really get a chance to do as much. I mean, Kaminga seemed to be all over the court getting numbers in all the different stats. So we shall see. I mean, who knows? The Minnesota Timberwolves have the worst record in the NBA right now, but they just got Carl Anthony Towns back. And if they could put some runs together, who knows? Maybe the Warriors do get their pick, but it's for their back. Maybe you're looking at Zaire Williams or the dude from Texas, Brown, or Jalen Johnson out of Duke. Or even further back, and you take a flyer on BJ Boston out of Kentucky. But as of now, hopefully we can dream a little bit. And, um, you know, this game was kind of unique in that there was like Warriors on one side and then 
you could dream about a couple of these other guys on the Ignite team potentially being on the Warriors too. I don't know how many more of these I'll watch or how many more of these I will talk about on a podcast, but I just felt like this one was of particular interest to me and the rest of the Warriors fan base. Anyway, that's another episode of the Open Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Oakland Warriors or at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to share this podcast with your Warrior fan friends. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time.